Good afternoon, everyone. We are now learning Birchas Kriyashma. We are up to the first bracha of Birchas Yotzer Or. The source of this bracha is found in the Gemara and Brachos, Daf Yaf and Vez, where it discusses that they, the Tzibor would say Birchas Yotzer Or, then Birchas Avarab, and then Kriyashma. The Torah writes that the essence of the bracha is really on the light that Hashem shines on our world, and we recognize Hashem's involvement in that creation. But it also involves an aspect of Yichud Hashem, as mentioned earlier, and this is why it's related to specifically Kriyashma. Rabbi Yonah, in his comments to Brachos, or his, his Talminim's comments to Brachos, explains that the reason why we're mentioning specifically the creation of light is because also we want to emphasize that Hashem not just creates light, but also is Baruch Hoshech. We want to emphasize that Hashem isn't just in charge of one aspect of, of the world. In every aspect of the world, both the good and the bad, the light and the dark, Hashem is in control. And this is to emphasize, again, Yichud Hashem, that Hashem, there is no other deity, it's only Kadosh Baruch Hu, who is running the world. And this is obviously connected to Kriyashma. Following in that line of thought, the Kuzari Imam Shlishi explains that the reason why Chazal made a takana to make a bracha on the luminary, specifically who give off light, Yoser HaMa'oros, it's to emphasize a misconception. People thought that because the luminaries have so much power to give off light, they must have powers within themselves outside of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. And when we make a bracha saying that Hashem was Yotzer HaMa'oros, we're saying that the same way that Hashem in, invested a lot of Chachma and controls the smallest of creatures, He also invested the same amount of Chachma and, and invested the same amount of energies in creating the luminaries. And to Him, to HaKash Baruch Hu, it's all the same. So this downplays the fact that we're blessing HaKash Baruch Hu as the creator of, of not only simple things in this world, but even the great luminaries. It emphasizes that Hashem is in control of everything, again emphasizing this aspect of Yichud Hashem, that it's all connected, it's all in the powers of a Baruch and nothing else um, is is independent of his of Hashem's existence. You'll notice as we progress through in the Tefillah of Yotzer Or, there's this upward, there's this almost spiritual upward progression. We first talk about the physical light, then we move to the Malachim, who prays a Baruch Hu, and then we talk about this light, which is almost a spiritual type of light, and we'll get to that last point soon. But the upper progression explains the Ramchal is to align ourselves and to have that mentality, at least on a simple level, of recognizing that we're about to engage with an entity which is beyond all of creation, beyond the physical world and even the spiritual world, and we're engaging just with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. You'll also notice that we recite Kedusha, Kadosh Kadosh Kadosh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem Komo, in the middle of this tefillah. And the reason for that is, explains that Vujraham is in line again of this idea of Yuchan Hashem, that when we talk about the celestial beings and the, and the angels, one might think that they have an independent existence from Akash Baruch they do their own thing. But when we recite Kedusha, that the Malachim themselves recognize Hashem is Kadosh beyond all reality, that also, assume, that also expresses the point that even those great entities are also submitting themselves before Akash Baruch and it's all within the confines of Akash Baruch world. Based on this explanation, that the kedusha that's being recited is not us reciting it, but recognizing that the angels recite also kedusha to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, many of the mefarshim and the poskim explain that even an individual outside of the Sibra context can say this these psukim. Normally, when one recites kedusha, they need to have a minion. That's only when we, as a Sibra, initiate the kedusha. But in Berachas Yotzer Or, we're just recognizing that there are angels that also say kedusha. And therefore, it doesn't have the same gravity and requirements as a normal uh, tzibur that says a davar shibik dusha. 
However, the Rabbim still paskins that you do require a tzibur for this Kedusha to be uh, recited. And in fact, the Mishnah Brew himself in Simon Nuntes, Sifkatan Yud Aleph explains that the minig is that we are makel to say bichidus, but there's still a minig nachon to try to say with a nigun and tam as if one's reciting psukim, so it's not as if one is reciting kedusha himself. And while it's not exactly clear why the Rabbim requires a minig for this kedusha, it may be in lines of what we were discussing previously about the Rabbim Shit himself about birchas kriyshma, that he thinks ideally the birchas kriyshma should really only be recited in a tzibur context arguably because they're expressions of Kabbalah's Amalcha Shemaim. So whenever we, we say Darsha B'Kdusha, even about the Malachim, that in many ways reflects how we, too, are to respond for Kadosh Baruch Hu, and we're using the Malachim as a, as a, as a means to express our commitment for Kadosh Baruch Hu as well. And we'll see references to that potentially in the explanation of the Rebbe Yakar and how he explains the context of the Berchus Kriyashma um, and the Kedusha that's recited. Last piece of introduction is that at the ending of our bracha of Yotzer there is a discussion about this future light that will be created, the Or Chadash Al Tzion and this is really was a point of controversy. The tour in again Simon and Tess raises a discussion about this because, as the Rush writes, the you won't want me to argue that the entire point of this bracha has nothing to do with this future or haganas, but it's about the basic light that Hashem gives to us, and we shouldn't be discussing this like spiritual light that's being reflected. However, the rush says, and this is the custom that Dashkanazim have, that it is appropriate that we conclude with this um, aspect of spiritual light, and it is connected to the general aspect of light because, on this, the same way that Hashem created light in the times of creation, Hashem also created the Medrash explains this or haganas. And Hashem during that time realized that it wasn't appropriate to give over this light to the this enlightenment or light to the general masses, and He saved it for the future for the tzaddikim l'asadavav, and therefore, it is really considered one one maybe spectrum of light in the sense that we begin talking about this physical light, but then we're reminded and we deepen our understanding that light isn't just physical, but it also has a spiritual element to it, and we ask for that enlightenment in the end of this bracha, then it really fits into the Ramchal's understanding that we're trying to get to the more spiritual ways of thinking from the from the ground level of this physical world, moving to the Malachim, then even to some higher plane of this of this uh, spiritual light. And with that introduction, we can now go through the structure of of this bracha. In total, there are eight sections to this bracha. The first section of this structure is the bracha itself. Where, you, we, where we bless Hashem for the fact that He created light and darkness. In the second section, from the words Marabu Masach Hashem until Habisnasi Mimos Olam, we talk about Hashem's incredible wisdom and His involvement in creating nature. Following that general praise, we move to the third section where we have a basic request for mercy that starts from the words Elke Olam until the words Miskat Ba'adinu. In the fourth section, we then transition to describe, focusing on the prayer, the blessing of, of light. We talk about recognition of Hashem's wisdom in the fact that He created light. That starts from the words Kelbaruch and going on to the words Moros and Sansibosuzo. In the fifth section, outside, we move up above the luminaries which create light, and we now start talking about the celestial angels which are involved in praising Akash Baruch. Hu. And arguably, even mankind joins in that in that praise as well. 
that starts from the words pinos tziva of until the ama ori arshosisa yifarukasala. In the sixth section, we focus on the exact specific praise of these angelic entities, starting from the words sparach tzreinu, going until the words baruch kavod Hashem kamo, and that includes the kedusha that the malachim say and praise hakadosh baruch Hu. In the seventh section, after discussing the praises of the angels, we then describe the specific praises and blessings that that are appropriate to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which the angels and mankind all recognize from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That goes from the words Lakel Baruch until Kililam Chasto. And finally, the eighth section, the conclusion of this entire bracha, we recognize Hashem as the creator of light, and we also request for this spiritual light, the Or Chadash, and that's starting from the words Or Chadash until the end of the bracha of Yotzer Hamaaros. So going into the details, again, these eight, from these eight se- sections of this uh, bracha, the first section, again, which is the first line of the entire bracha, is a blessing of Akash Baruch Hu for creating light and darkness. And on a simple level, the Torah explains that the bracha was instituted um, for the daily experience that, that, light, that light is given off. Specifically, the Gemara Baruch of Safid Bey, Zaman Aleph, notes that the timing when we recite Berchas Yotzer Or should not be exactly at Amalos HaShachar, but rather closer to Hanitzachama when the sun's actually coming up, indicating that we're actually responding to that experience that we that we will have when we recite this Bracha. Refresh notes, and this is a comment really that we mentioned earlier about the nature of light and dark, the reason why we're discussing this bracha is to, to counteract a, a perception that people have, that or people had and people have, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The ancient idol worshippers thought that there were these two different deities. There, there was dualism. There was light and dark, good and evil, and there were there wasn't one God that controlled both. In this bracha, we reject that that notion and we say that a Kodesh Baruch Hu has control over both the dark and the light. And these opposites, while they seem to be conflicting within each other, are in fact part of all part of Akash Baruch's plan to weave all the different elements of life, pushing the world to a better point, to a point of completion and geula. As an aside, in terms of the actual interpretation of the words, we say Yotzar Or Barichoshech Shalom Hasakol. The pasuk where this this phrase has been quoted from presents the word bore esakol to be really bore bore ra, that creates evil. Um, but the Gemara explains that inter- we want to use a euphemism for the word ira, so we just write, say hakol, which includes good and bad as well. So after discussing and initiating the bracha, we now go in to describe Hashem's control over nature. In the second section, again, we describe or we make a declaration of Hashem's incredible wisdom in creating nature and his control over the natural world. And we begin as follows. Hashem, who, is, who gave light to the world and to the people of, who are on it, who are residing on it, it's done in mercy. And in his, his goodness, he, he renews each and every day constantly the acts of creation. And on a simple level, we're just expressing praise about the fact that we have light in the world. The Abu Dram explains that when we talk about that Hashem is mayor on the arts and Vladarim, we're referring to two different elements of how sunlight's helpful. One, it's helpful for the land, because we need sunlight for things to grow, for things to ripen properly. And in terms of 
inhabitants, we, we as humans need light to be able to function and walk around in society. When we say that the sunlight is given the Rachamim, the Abu explains the Rachmanus is the way that the light is given over on, on this earth. The sun doesn't come up suddenly, it comes up slowly. And Babujam explains that's an expression of mercy because if the sun came up in a very quick fashion, we would all be blinded by its light. Rather, Kashbarku allows us time to adjust that light by creating dusk and dawn, sunrise and sunset, to have us the, the ability to modify our eyes to see the sun and appreciate it and be able to use it properly. The Gra and Refresh, however, understand that the Rachmanus that, and the Rachman that Hashem expresses when giving off light um, is more of just a general theme of mercy. When a person sees sunlight, Refresh explains, a person feels the benefits of the sunlight and he recognizes that Hashem is, cares about the world and he loves the inhabitants of the world and that's why he's giving them this gift of sunlight. And this just gives a general feeling of how a person recognizes the Midas HaRachmim that Hashem has in his, light, in his life, and he uses that experience to recognize and thank Hashem for everything else that Hashem gives him with, uh, with mercy. We also mention that Hashem is Mechadish the light, the Avudram explains that the reason why we call the, the creation or the existence of, of light in the world as an expression of Masibrashis is because since creation, the same cycle of day and night existed, and each and every day there's a replication of that, that creation experience. And that's why we call it Maeseberatius, because it's the same cycle that, that occurred since then, and it occurs now as well. The next Pasuk in this section, where we praise the Kashvachah for nature, is the following. How great is your works, Hashem, all made with wisdom. The earth is full of your property. Refresh explains that this Pasuk is a follow-up of the pre- previous idea that Hashem gives light with Rachamim. And he says that once man recognizes that Hashem cares about all his creations, he then realizes that Hashem is guiding all creation with wisdom. And that is all an expression of the fact that Hashem really has control and ownership over everything in the world. And that's why he's able to guide the world and care for the world in the way, in the way that he is able to do it in a way that's merciful because he's in control of, 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 the, of the reality. We conclude the section by mentioning another point about Hashem's control over the world. We say, The king who alone has been exalted, who has been praised and glorified and extolled from the days of antiquity, from, from, from days of old. The Vujrahamics notes that this Pasuk of Hamalacham Ramam Lavadome Az is actually a reference to a Pasuk found in Shayahu Paraglam in Zion Pasuk Zion, where we say, Hashem, you are God alone. And in that context, we say, We say, Hashem is the king alone over all the other kingdoms, and he created heavens and earth. And in the context of that Pasuk, it's an indication that Hashem is in complete control over all of reality and over all of humanity. And in this context, we're using that same idea to express that Hashem is the king who alone is in control of everything else. And that justifies the previous sukkim that within this section that explain how Hashem can control nature in such a merciful and, and wise way. Uh, the Vujraham also mentions that when we talk about Mimos Alam, 
it's a reflection of also potentially that idea of Hashem's control over all of reality. Because when we say Yimuslam, we're mentioning that Hashem is in control of which is eternity beyond time. Again, a demonstration of Hashem's control over, over the, the physical world that we live in. After expressing Hashem's control, uh, control and wisdom and involvement in the natural world, we then make a request for mercy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we say the following. Elkeolam, God of all times, with your great mercy, have mercy on us. Davudram notes that the term Elkeolam is found in Yishayo Perak Mem Pasuchoches. And if one looks at the Malbim in that context, he explains that the word Elke Olam is a reference to the fact that not only is Hashem the creator of the world, but also is involved in the world. And in this context, that Hashem is, we're asking for Hashem's kindness, that is an appropriate introduction because we need to recognize Hashem is involved in the world and cares about us to ask for this request of kindness. And Refertia adds, really in light of the previous section, only after recognizing how much Hashem gives us how much kindness He gives us to us in, in the form of light and every, and, and every other thing in, in our in our own lives, that enables us to recognize how dependent we are, in fact, on that kindness. And those thoughts make us have that need to ask Akash Baruch Hu and to pray to Akash Baruch Hu for Rachman to be able to survive and be able to persevere all the different challenges that are in our lives. We then continue in that small section. We say, We call Hashem the Lord of our might, the rock of our stronghold, the shield of our salvation, the stronghold of ours. On a basic level, all these different terms, terms are references to the fact that Hashem protects us. Rav Hirsch pinpoints two of these four out of the four uh, phrases and explains the term, is, the term Magini Yashinu is a reference to physical salvation, and Miskab Badinu is a reference to our spiritual elevation. We're asking Kashbahu mercy for both the physical and the spiritual um, in, this, in this section. After asking Kashbahu for mercy, we move to the fourth section where we, rec- where we pinpoint and focus on rec- the recognition of Hashem's wisdom in creating light and the luminaries that are involved in giving off light into the world, in our world. As a basic point of introduction for the section, one notices that we recite a almost like a poem, a song, in an Aleph-based format. And on a simple level, many Mepharshim explain that the reason why we have the Aleph-based format is because the Aleph-based, the Medrash explains, is the basic framework and makeup of all of creation. And since we're presenting Kashbarku for the fact that he created light, which is an essential aspect of creation, we're using all the letters of the alphas which were used to create the world to express praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Davu Jaham, however, adds an added point, and he says the alphas aren't just the makeup of creation, but they're, they're in fact the makeup of the Torah. And the representation of using the alphas in a song that talks about creation demonstrates and symbolizes that all of creation really is enabled, is existing only to enable us to fulfill the alphas that are in the Torah. Our job is to take creation and maximize it, to use it to fulfill the Ratzana Torah. So moving into the section in, in the actual translation, we say the following, Kel Baruch Gedol Deah. Hashem is blessed 
great in insight. He has prepared and made the rays of sunlight. Refresh notes that the words suggest that there's this set pattern that Hashem has created for the rays of light, both in their physics and also their effect on the world. And that has been planned since creation, and Hashem allows that, that those laws of nature to continue since creation until now as well. We then continue in talking about praise and Kosh for the fact that He created light. Hashem has formed a good thing to reveal His name. He has set heavenly luminaries round about His power. Um, on a simple level, the Tov that we're referring to, as Refresh as, as explains, is, is a reference to the fact that Hashem created the light. And that's a good thing because it enables man to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. And that allows him to appreciate, as we mentioned, Shmo, his existence and the recognition of his will, as well as the Ma'oros Nisan, we can now see Hashem's invincible system of nature, his might, when keeping the luminary, the luminaries, the sun and the moon, and all the different planets within their orbit, which is Sivivo. Alternatively, the Abudraham explains that the Tov Yitzhak is a reference to mankind, or all of creation, as man is able to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and all of nature is able to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu by following in whatever their role is. And specifically, we're mentioning the Ma'oros and Tan Hashem specifically uh, gave, uh, created the luminaries, which also in their, the fact that they're following the Ratzon Hashem by following their laws of nature is an expression of of of, of Kivot Shemaim. After talking about praising of Hashem, of the luminaries, and the, and the fact that there's light in the world, we now shift to a different realm where we note that the celestial bodies also praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We start off by saying, Pinos Tzvaav Kedoshim, or Mamei Shakai, Tabem Misaprim Kvod Kelu Kedoshoso. The officers of his hosts, who are in holiness, exalt the Kel Shakai, the all-sufficient one, and they're continually recounting the glory of Hashem and His holiness. In the Mepharshim, there seems to be a discussion about who's doing the praising in this section. The first approach, that of Abu Jaham and of Hirsh, assumes that we're talking about the angels. So they explain that Pinos Tzvav Kedoshim, the word Pinos means officers, the officers of the hosts who are holy, they're Rome Shakai Tamid. They're constantly praising Shakai. Our first notes that the word Shakai means the one who creates limits and defines the laws of nature. So again, reminiscent of the fact that Hashem is creating nature, the, the fact that there's light, the angels are expressing praise for the fact that there's light created and, and different aspects of nature. They're also They're also recognizing the Kedusha that Hashem has in the world. Aside from the fact that Hashem creates the system of nature within the world, they also recognize and express a recognition of Hashem's transcendence over that natural world. The second interpretation assumes that there's actually two different people, two different groups of people or entities that are present in Kosh Baruch Hu. The Rebbe Nikar notes, one of the Rishonim explains that the word Pinos, um, as found, you find this in Zechariah Parag Yud, Pasuk Dalid, and the Rambam actually notes this idea, this wording in, uh, in his, his parish. He says the word Pinos means aspects or sides. And in this context, the Rebbe Nikar explains that when we say Pinos, we're saying that there are two different groups that are present in Kosh Baruch. You have the Tzva of Kedoshim, you have the 
tzaddikim in this world who are holy people, they're praising Kosh Baruch Hu. And also you have, in the spiritual realms, you have the Romei Shakai, Tamim Sabrim Kelukdusha. So you have these lofty beings who are praising Kosh Baruch Hu as well, and those are the angels and the celestial uh, spiritual forces. Reflecting the, this machlokas of who's giving the praise as well, you find that this machlokas expresses itself as well in the next Pasuk, where we say, Hashem should be blessed, Hashem our God should be blessed on the praiseworthiness of your act of your actions. And on the luminaries that you made, they will praise you. We conclude that section. And Devudram explains that this entire section is referring to specifically the heavenly beings. The term Masayadecha is a reference to Tehillim Ches Dalid, Parakhes Pasig Dalid, where David Melch expresses Masay Esposecha, the, the, the crafts of your fingers, which are a reference to the Yireach, the Kochavim, the sun, the moon, the, the, the moon, the stars, and the sun, and all of the heavens. And those entities are praised in Kosh Baruch Hu. And similarly, the words Maori or Shasisi Farucha is a reference to the idea that Hashemaim Saprim Kurkel, that the heavens are praising Akash Baruch Hu. So again, for the Abudraham, it's the entire spiritual world is praising Akash Baruch Hu, and we're expressing that in this in this section of Tfilah. On the other hand, we have the explanation of the Rebbe Nikar, who understands that the word Masiyadecha is a reference specifically to the Tzadikim, the people in this world. And the Maori Or are referring to the celestial beings, the, the angels, and the spiritual world, all praising Hakadosh Baruch Hu. After discussing the praises of the heavenly realms, we now go in depth by discussing the praises that the Malachim give to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the form of kedusha. As reference to in the Ramchal and Der Hashem, we noted that. This bracha really has an upward progression, going from the physical world, seeing light, to the luminaries, and then moving up to the, to the angels. And Refreshen adds and notes that the same way that when we recognize light, there's a greater appreciation of Kash Baruch Hu in the world, recognizing the various elements of, of the natural world following the Ratan Hashem by following the laws of nature, paralleling that submission you find in the spiritual realm as well, where the angels also express their sub, sub, subjugation and submission before Akash Baruch Hu in, the, in the expression of Kiddusha that they recite before, before Akash Baruch Hu. The Avudraha makes a similar point, emphasizing more on the idea that Hashem is in control of all reality. People had a conception that angels, because of their great spiritual heights, were able to somehow be outside of the control of Hashem. But the fact that they're praising Akash Baruch Hu shows that all of reality, the physical and the spiritual realms, are in Hashem's control. And Hashem doesn't leave even those great spiritual beings to their own vices. Hashem is in control of them and they're all part of that service, which is in many ways an expression of Yichel Hashem, a theme that we've been discussing earlier as well. So the section begins with the following statement. Be blessed, our rock, our king, our redeemer, the creator of all holy beings. 
your name should be blessed forever. Our King, who is Yotzer Misharsim, Hashem Misharsav, Kulom Omdim Burum Olam. And Hashem is the shaper of all the ministering hosts, the angels. And Hashem Misharsav, Kulom Omdim Burum Olam. Those who serve Him all stand in the high places of the universe. And they proclaim out loud with reverence together the words of the living God, uh, the king of the entire universe. There's a phrase that the Mepharshim really uh, dwell upon. It's Yosir Mishar Sim, Bashar Mishar Sav Kulom Omdim. It says that Hashem is the creator of the Mishar Sim, and the Mishar Sim are Omdim. They're all standing um, in the heights of, of, of the heavens. And, the, and there's almost, the refreshing question, there's almost this redundancy that Hashem is rec- recognized as the creator of the Misharsim. And then the Mishar, these Misharsim are standing at the heights of, of the heavens. Are these referring to different Misharsim or are they the same Misharsim? The simple understanding is that one, as Refresh explains, the first Misharsim is that is it just a description. Hashem creates the, the Misharsim. And these same Misharsim are standing and relaying um, Bihira, the, 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 the words of the Dira Kim Chaim. That's a simple understanding of, of this, this phrase. However, the Abu Jaham quotes Atosas and Chagiga, Daf Gimel and Aleph, who explains that this double language actually refers to two different types of Malachim. One, there, one aspect of Malachim is that they're created every single day. And one group of malachim are really eternal, like Michal and Gabriel. They have a much longer role. And the first quotation of Misharsim is a reference to this, these temporary angels who are created every single day. Um, that's why it's a form of Yitzira. They're Yotzer, they're created. And the Lush explains that these angels reflect um, a, spirit, uh, a physical expression of, of, of creation. Every single day, sunlight is created. And these angels reflect on a more spiritual level that creation aspect. However, we understand that, that, that idea. The second aspect of Misharsim is the more established angels, those of Michal and Gabriel, who have a more longer, um, longer, longer time period being existent. And those are the ones who are Omdim Berum Olam. They're the ones standing and expressing Dira Lekim Chaim. There's a third interpretation, and that's of the Rebbe Nikar, who again, Lishitaso, understands that we're not just referring to angels, but we're also referring to mankind. The Yotzer Misharsim are referring to man who is created. And the second Misharsim are the ones who are spiritual, and those are the ones who are expressing praise to Akash Baruch Hu in this section. And what do they express? They express, Refresh explains, on a simple level, the angels of creation are proclaiming that all of life, Chaim, is derived from the Dvar Hashem, the will of Hashem, who is the king of the entire universe. Now the next part of this section describes the nature of these angels. They're Kulam Ahuvim, Kulam Berurim, Kulam Giborim. They're all loved, they're all chosen and pure, they're all strong. Kulam Osim Kanam, and all of them do with fear, with different types of fear, the will of their master, of their creator. And all of them open their mouths with holiness, tara, the purity, with different singing. And they bless and they praise and they extol 
and they glorify and declare the power, holiness, and majesty of the name of the God, the King, the Great, the Powerful, the, uh, the Nora, the Fearful, the One that we fear, who is Kadosh, um, who is Kadosh. Which is just breaking down the description of all these different terms. Kula Mahuvim is either referring to, as I first explains, with respect to the angels' relationship to Hashem, that Hashem, that the angels recognize that Hashem has love towards them, or that Vudraham explains that they each have love towards each other, there's no hatred, there's no kina, there's no jealousy, there's a certain level of, of, of closeness with all the angels. Kulam Berurim, um, that Vudraham explains this means they're all pure. Kulam Kiborim, first explains it means the angels recognize and feel empowered because of their love that they feel from Akash Baruch Hu. And because they are pure, they feel that they're empowered to fulfill their task of whatever Hashem wants them to do. Then they're all opening their mouths. Kulam Poschimes Behem. Refersh explains that the angels declare their obedience and praise to Akash Baruch Hu. That's the aim of Vira, Ritzon Konam. They're fulfilling their, the will that Hashem wants them to do. And then they're expressing, as well, praise to Akash Baruch Hu. Ultimately, the thing that they're praising is the Shema Kelamalach, which is Nora Vakadosh. It's Nora, there's an expression of awe before Akash Baruch Hu. And Kadosh is beyond, really, ultimately, our comprehension. The word Kedusha generally means the word transcendence. So we recognize that Hashem's idea and existence is really beyond our recognition, even for the angels. The Malvim adds that the term that the angels express is maritzim umakdishim. That is founded in a pasuk in Yishayahu, Perk Chavtes, Pasuk Chavgimel, where the Bavim explains the word kidusha means transcending this world, and maritzim means to express and, and demonstrate the power that Hashem has over the world. So those are just small technical interpretations of the terms that are being used by the Malachim, but the general term is that they're praising Akash Baruch and recognizing that he's beyond our, our comprehension. After we describe how the angels are preparing themselves to praise Hashem, we now have another introductory piece before the Kiddusha about the way the angels are going to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All the angels are accepting one from the other to be Mekabal Omach Hashem, to accept the yoke of heaven. And they also give permission one to the other to do the following, to sanctify their creator, with the pleasantness, with a clear language and with a tune, so like a sweet tune, Kedusha, uh, they're going to express this aspect of Kedusha, all of them express this Kedusha with a declaration of awe. The general structure and how the angels are accepting upon themselves and giving to the other is found really in a Rashi in the Shayahu Paragvav Pasuk Gimel. And Refresh really expounds on this point, and he says, if you look at the natural world, you find that every species has another species where it takes energy from, and another species where that entity takes energy from it. All of it is being used to fulfill the Rasul Hashem in whatever capacity that that entity 
uh, has. So you find this as well in the spiritual world with different levels of malachim. Well, it's not clear exactly what the breakdown is, but there, there is some form of this hierarchy. So, is this giving and taking of this one angel, greater angel enabling a lower angel, which is on a lower level, to be able to become all the Chalashamayim, but then another angel then gives that ability to express Shvach to Hashem to another angel, expressing this interaction between the different ranks of creation, the same way you find that in the natural world, all being used, all different aspects of creation being used to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in this context, to express Shira in the form of of Kedusha. So now we're at the point of this section where we actually describe what the angels are saying. And they're saying the following, Kadosh, 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 Holy, 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 Hashem Tzvakos, Hashem Tzvakos, Malach HaLa'aretz Kavadah, the fullness of all the earth is His glory. There's a dispute of how to understand the three times Kadosh. The Radak explains that the three levels of Kedusha represent this world's Kedusha. The next level is the Olam of the celestial beings. And the third level is the level of angels. So we're recognizing that Hashem is, transcends all these different realms and is beyond any comprehension, even that of the angels. Hirsch actually understands this interpretation to be the opposite, based off the interpretation of the Targum Yonasan that we say during Uvalotzion. And it seems to be almost that we recognize the Kedusha is not only in the spiritual realm, but it also moves down. The Kedusha Hashem is present even in the spiritual world. We have this recognition of Hashem's presence and His holiness, which transcends the world, but we have a, ref, a re- recognition of that, of that awareness, even in, in this world. And that's what, re- that's what the, the angels are pra- praising. They're praising the fact that Hashem's glory can be expressed in this world as well. We then continue by saying, describing the different angels and how they interact by saying the following, the Ofanim and the Holy Chayos, different types of angels, Barash Kadol, with, with rushing with great sound, rise up towards the Serafim, over against them, they offer praise and say. So again, this is a reference to the different ranks of the angels, in the sense that there's some hierarchy that's being portrayed. Again, enabling the following praise to be said, Baruch Kavod Hashem Kamo, blessed be the glory of Hashem from its place. There's a discussion about what is the reference of Baruch Hashem Mim Kamo. Um, the Yavis says the Makom Hashem is really unknown, so we're saying that Hashem's blessing, his Shefa, is coming from a place where we don't know what it really, really is from, but it's from some place that is beyond our comprehension. The Dover Shalom, another commentary on the Siddur, really extends this idea further by saying that even though Hashem is really transcendent from all of reality, we still can recognize Hashem as Baruch, one who brings down the Shefa into this world, and that dichotomy is something that we praise as well. Refresh notes, following in, his, in with his interpretation that Hashem, they were praising Hashem Baruch for his, the fact that his transcendence can be recognized in this world, explains that the word Mimko means Hashem's place within the world, and the phrase that we're saying is Baruch we want that we demand and pledge that the kavod Hashem that is found in the place in this world should be more fully expressed and actualized in the realm that we find it.
after discussing the angels' praises of Hashem in the form of Kedusha, we now move to the next section where we have a list of traits of Akash Baruch Hu, and we praise Akash Baruch Hu with by expressing those traits. We start off by saying, Bekel to the God Baruch, let him be blessed. Mimos Yitenu, they will give sweet melodies. To the God, to the King who is living and established, they will give songs and tishbachos. There's a discussion amongst the Mepharshim, who exactly are we referring to as giving the praises to Akash Baruch On a simple level, as the Abu Jaham explains, we're referring to the angels who just said Kedusha. He notes actually that the three languages of praise, Mimos, Zimiros, Vesishbachos, that we're mentioning in this section are reflective of the three Kadosh statements, Kadosh, 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 that are said during the Kedusha by the angels. Um, however, there's a different approach that other Mepharshim take. Most notably, the Rebbe Nekar, again, Lishitaso, understands that both angels and men are giving the Ni'imos, these different praises, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And while we've just mentioned the praises that the angels have made, it seems to be saying that now we're going back and saying that both angel and mankind have the responsibility to praise Hashem. Our first following in this, with this train of thought notes that that's the emphasis of Lekel Baruch, that we, we, there's a demand, Hashem demands that He be blessed by man to fulfill the Rasan Hashem in the world, similar to the idea of Baruch Kavod Hashem Mukamo, in the place where Hashem's Kavod is found, that's where we have a responsibility to express that further. In terms of just defining different terms that we say in this section, the Gro is quoted to explain that the word Zemer and Shvach had different connotations. The word Zemer means a almost a self-creation of song that one is making. And that's why it's Zemiros Yomeru, they'll say to themselves. The word Amar is more of a reflexive, thoughtful statement. And the word Shvach is a song that's reflect, uh, expressed to other people. That's why we use the word Yashmiu, that reflect, they were not just introspecting and internalizing the connection to Hashem, but were also expressing it to other people. And now, with that introduction, we now describe the many praises we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, as, a, as a general background, the Acheres L'Shalom, another commentary on the Siddur, makes a point that the different praises that we're going to be mentioning reflect either the Midas Adin or the Midas Arachmin. And the point of these praises are to emphasize almost this, the same idea that we've been mentioning, the idea of Yichar Hashem, that even though there are many different expressions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they all come together, and they're all expressions of the one HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we say Hashem is the Paul Gevuros, that is an expression of Gevura, Midas Adin, Ose Chadashos, Refresh explains, we're recognizing Hashem as the producer of the world, Hashem is the Baal Chamos. Maybe that's an expression of Midas Adin as well. Hashem is controlling and inhibiting uh, history of men from developing by causing wars. But that's also part of Hashem's plan. Hashem is the Red Tzedakot. Hashem puts in the seeds of righteousness. Refresh notes that sometimes not so clear that Hashem is doing something that is ultimately meaningful for society and mankind to develop. But the seeds are there and the sprout will come out in the right time. Hashem is Matzimiach Yeshuos. Ultimately, Refresh explains, the Yeshua will become expressed after the seed has been planted. And that's also an expression of potentially the Midas HaRachamim. Borei Fruos, Hashem heals, that's also an expression of Midas HaRachamim. They're all part of Akash Baruch Hu's praises. 
we finally finish by praising Hashem as the Nora Sihilos. Hashem, because of his, as the first explains, because of the actions that he's done in, in all of history, in all of society, that is a reason for us to be fearful of him. Hashem is the Adonah Neflos. As the first explains, it means that Hashem creates miracles to reveal that Hashem has control over all of reality. And the last thing we note of Hashem Baruch Hu is that Hashem is Mechadish Betuva Bechol Yom Tamid Hashem constantly creates the world anew with, with um, as if a new creative act. As it says, Kamor Loserim Gedolim Kilim Hashem makes the, the great lights for it's an expression of His kindness. And in first notes, just in terms of the grammar, Hashem is Osei Orim Gedolim. He's constantly making um, the luminaries light into the world. Which is an expression that Hashem really cares and is invested on an eternal, on a long-term basis to make sure that the world functions and survives, and that's something that we praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu for. Moving on to the last section, we conclude with a bracha that Hashem creates lights and requests for a almost like the spiritual enlightenment. We say, We say, Hashem. Please uh, shine upon us a new light over Tzion, and we should all be zoche, all shall merit to have this light come to us very quickly. Baruch Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Yotzer HaMa'oros, the, the form, the shaper of the heavenly luminaries. And as we mentioned earlier, this is a reference to the Orhaganas, that's the, the Nusach that we say. And the idea behind it, as the first explains, is that once we've started off thinking about visible light in the physical realm, we're reminded of the spiritual light which is a light of enlightenment to be shined on man in the future. And the hope is that that light will come upon us. And in that we conclude that Hashem, we pledge to Kosh Baruch Hu, that we should be a blessing to fulfill the Rasan Hashem and bring in the Shefa in recognition of the fact that Hashem creates light, arguably both the physical light and also the spiritual light, um, to allow man to attain this greater level of understanding of Kosh Baruch Hu. So just to review all the different sections that we've been discussing in this bracha, there are eight sections. The first section is a, a blessing to Akash Baruch Hu for the fact that he created light. We mentioned light and dark to recognize an aspect of Yichar Hashem, that Hashem is in control of both aspects of, of the world. We then move on to the second section where we have a declaration of recognizing Hashem's incredible wisdom in creating nature and his control over that natural world. We mentioned Hamir al-Arts we recognize Hashem brings down sunlight, and that reminds us of all the chesed that Hashem does to us. The fact that He creates a beautiful sunrise, a soft sunrise, and all the other midos chesed that are expressed in this world. And as we think about Hashem's care for all His creations, it reminds us that He's actually in charge of everything, and always has been in charge of everything. And that deepens our understanding and appreciation of what, of what Hashem does. And then the third section, we now, with that appreciation of Hashem's kindness, we recognize how dependent we are, we ask for mercy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We tell Hashem, We ask Hashem to have mercy on us, both on a physical level and a spiritual level. After that request, we now initiate a praise in the form of an olive praise, recognizing the need to praise Hashem with all aspects, for all aspects of creation, and also recognizing our duty to use creation to fulfill the Torah, the Ratzon Hashem. We bless Hashem for creating light. We say that Hashem was Hechim and Hashem created light in a very planned out way, and He uses this to enable Kvot Shemaim, Tov and we specifically emphasize the fact that Hashem created the luminaries that express light, and they they go on a proper track.
after discussing the light, the physical light, and how it's expressed in this world, we now move up on the spiritual plane to now discuss more spiritual things, including angels and how they praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We talk about the Pino Sivav Kidoshim, the officers of uh, the celestial beings, that they're Rome Shaka, they praise Hashem constantly. In addition to, the, to that, that understanding, we also incorporate the tzaddikim, humanity, is also joined in with that praise, as they're shvach ma'aseh they're the people that Hashem, they're the entities that Hashem created, and they're expressing shavach to Hashem, in addition, along with the Maori or the celestial beings as well, who are mefar ha'kash Moving into the, really focusing on to the praise of the angels and the celestial beings, we now discuss of how they praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu uniquely, which is expressed through the recitation of Kedusha. We mention that Yishtabach Shem who is Yotzer Misharsim, who creates these hosts, and these hosts, these Misharsim, are owned in Rumul Olam. They're standing on the heights of heavens, and they're expressing Dirachim Chaim. They're recognizing that everything in this world, as the first explains, is an expression of Dvar Hashem. And then we describe what the nature of these types of Malachim are. They're Ahuvim, they're Berurim, they're loved, they're pure, they're, they're empowered, and they express their will to do Ratzon Konam. And then they all express the Kedusha. They open their mouths, Bikdusha Vitara, and they're Maritim, Makdishim, Mamlichim, the name of Hashem, recognizing that ultimately he's Nor of Kadosh, he's beyond their, recogni- their recognition as well. And right before we say Kedusha, we discuss the, na- the angel's ability to grant permission from one to the other to express Kedusha, recognizing there's some like inter- interconnectivity between all of, the, all of creation to, rec- to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then we recite the Kedusha of Kadosh, 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 both recognizing Hashem's transcendence, but also the fact that His Kedusha is very prominent in this world. And the angels then express Baruch Hashem Kamo, that Hashem Shefa should come down from wherever it is, and there's a duty upon that recognition upon mankind to fulfill that or to make more known that Kivot Hashem in the place where it's, where it's recognized. After discussing the Kedusha that the angels say, we then transition to a more general description of praise of Hashem, mainly to emphasize that even though there are many different aspects of Kash Baruch Hu's praises, expressing different mitos of Hashem, to ultimately come together, again, emphasizing the Yichon Hashem. In addition, we're now focusing more, not just on the angel's praises, but also on man's praise, specifically because he has the responsibility of Baruch. And that is potentially the point that the Kedusha that the angels have are now makes it incumbent upon us as man to now recognize Hashem in a more real way. So we say, Lakel Baruch Nimo to Hashem, they're going to give both man and angel, they're going to give praises to Hashem. They're going to mention that he's Paul Kfuros, Sachadashos, Baal different aspects of giving Tzedakos, giving Yeshuos, and healing, as well as sometimes inhibition, creating inhibitions in man's society. Both aspects are both expressions of Akash Baruch Hu's running of the world. Ultimately, we recognize that Hashem is Norus Elos. We have to express awe before Hashem's ability to control reality, he expresses his miracles, and he's also the, the creator of this world, as an expression of my Sibiratius. And all of creation is really a manifestation of Hashem's chesed. 
And with that understanding, recognizing that we have now have a duty to internalize and more readily realize Hashem's Ratzon in the world, we conclude with the following bracha. We say, we ask Hashem that the Or Chadash on Sion should be shined upon us, and we shall be zocha to get that light. This is a reference to not the physical light, but the spiritual light. After thinking about how Hashem is involved in this world, and we think about the light, we've been starting to take more of an abstract understanding of what light is, and we finally realize that there's this deeper idea of enlightenment, a spiritual light that we want to have as well to enable us to more readily recognize the Kosh Baruch Hu and interact with Him. And to that we pledge, Baruch HaTah Hashem, Yotzeh HaLaoros, we recognize Hashem as the creator of lights, um, arguably not just the physical light, but also the spiritual light. And that's the conclusion of the bracha. So just to take a step back, as we mentioned in the introduction of, of Berchos Kriyashma, the entire function of this first bracha is, is an expression of, of preparing us for Yichan Hashem. And if you go through the sections that we've been discussing, it seems to be a lot of it is trying to highlight, aside from the fact that Hashem creates the world, He creates many different entities, and they're all connecting and all relating back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the light and the dark. The fact that the angels that are so spiritually great are nevertheless submitting themselves before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all that is supposed to have an impact on us to fulfill the call of Baruch Kavad Hashem Kamo, to be a Kli that will be able to recognize Hashem more in this world. And again, the more we understand that the rest of the world is submitting themselves before Kadosh Baruch Hu, it frames our mind to enable us to, our, for ourselves, to be Mikabal Omach Hashemayim as well. And that's where we're headed to with Kriyashma and with Shemona Esri as well.